Welcome to the Disciples Dialogue, where believers celebrate their commonalities, share their testimonies, and edify the body of Christ. Each episode contains healthy conversations between Brother Jill and a guest speaker. Thanks for joining the Disciples Dialogue. Welcome back to the Disciples Dialogue. We are here with a surprise uh, episode. I'm ex- really excited about this. This is our first group uh, session. Today, I've got with me three other people, uh, and I want to introduce Brother Tommy Akers, his wife, Sister Shelly Akers, and my wife, Ashley Till. And thank you all for coming and joining me here on the Disciples Dialogue. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be here. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for inviting us. us. Hey, man, I am excited about this. We've uh, been dangling the bait um, for a couple of episodes now talking about bringing group sessions in and so we're here um, and today uh, I've asked my wife but Tommy sister Shelley to join me in talking about a topic that um, is near and dear to all of our hearts and uh, hopefully yours as well and we want to talk to you about discipleship and so discipleship is is something very important to the church um, it's something that we we all should be able to relate to and and grow in and so I'll just pass the ball and uh, Tommy let's talk about discipleship when you think about discipleship what do you what do you think about uh, first thing that comes to my mind with discipleship is uh, basically like the Great Commission um, we were not we were not addressed by by the Lord to necessarily when souls, it was to go and to make disciples. Mm. So discipleship is more or less building relationships um, with new converts, people that, you know, come in and, and you try to normally, you know, watch their mannerisms and try to get a read on, you know, what kind of person they are. We have this new thing that we're dabbling in called the color system where mm-hmm. you would, you know, try to set them up with maybe someone of their same color maybe their same interest a little bit to try and just build a relationship. So right. discipleship to me is becoming a friend and building relationships to mm-hmm. further them in their walk with God. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the colors personality test, uh, is, is I think what you're speaking of. And that was a, that was a fun thing that we did here at the church and anybody who's not done that, you should probably look into it. It was, it was a great time and you get to know more and more about people and how to communicate with people the right way. And, um, and so I agree with you that, that those things, understanding who you're talking to and how to talk to them is a great way to, uh, to disciple people in, in the early stages. What do you, what do y'all think? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to, we are disciples, right? And then as brother Tommy said, the great commission, which it's funny that you mentioned that because we were in a Bible study on Thursday, the past week. And, we had a lesson on the Great Commission. So we ourselves are disciples, um, meaning that, that we follow Jesus, but we are also teaching others about discipleship. So, you know, we're, we're followers of Jesus, but we're also leaders in teaching people how to be a disciple and how to follow Jesus. Right. So I guess let's let's look at the the word, the scripture, um, there's a scripture in the Bible or a set of scriptures in the Bible that 
really deals with the meat of this topic. And it's found, of course, most people know that it's found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Uh, And I'll read this and we'll just kind of talk about it. But the scripture says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, Sister Shelley, when you hear that scripture or those scriptures, um, and Jesus is telling us as his followers to go and make disciples and teach people, what what is your response to that? How should we respond to that? So I was actually listening to uh, Stan Gleason, Follow to Lead, and he made this comment, we have to be willing to launch out into the deep if necessary. Jesus did not tell Peter how deep, deep was. That was left to his own discernment. But he calculated that depth correctly, and as we should whenever we are creating disciples, it's all about learning, and you can take it as far as you want to. It's just how far are you willing to go to be a, a disciple. Right, right. Right. And and we never stop being a disciple, right? I mean, we we can disciple people, but ourselves, we don't, we don't stop learning. We don't stop following. And, and the goal is to connect with people, um, to teach them about Jesus. And that that's the color's temperament as well. Um, you know, learning people, meeting them right where they are, loving them right where they are, mm-hmm. um, to connect with them and just show them Jesus. We just give them Jesus. Right. And, and I'm reminded, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Right, so there's a there's a fine line between wanting people to come in and follow us and do what we say is right, and and you can find that in probably any religion. And so the distinction that has to separate us from any other person that would say, "Hey, come come to my church, believe what I believe," and so on and so forth, is not. I don't want people to follow me unless I'm following Christ, unless I'm living up to His Word. But if I'm not, then people shouldn't follow us. They shouldn't follow me if I, unless I'm being led by the scriptures. Does that make sense? Yes. So a couple things to, to highlight there in Matthew 28 is he says, go make disciples, baptizing them in the name. Of course, we know the name is Jesus. Um, every account in the book of Acts where someone was baptized, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And it says, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. So what we have gleaned from the word of God, we are to teach others, tell them, teach them, show them uh, the way. That is discipleship. And Brother Tommy, uh, you and and I believe Sister Shelley, you was with him during this time. Uh, Pastor Hall had you all teach a discipleship course. Is that right? So can you walk, walk us through that? What does that look like? Well, I mean... You may have people that have somewhat of an understanding of, you know, some Bible knowledge, and then you may have blank canvases. And so it's just um, we did a couple 12-week Bible studies with two different groups, and it's just like, you know, a slow history timeline of of the Bible, basically, within 12 weeks, just to get get their feet wet, more mm-hmm. or less um, like a slow understanding Without over, trying to be like overwhelming, them. right? So it's just trying to awaken their, you know, their knowledge a little bit mm-hmm. because they'll if, if they come in with like a blank slate, they're 
they don't know, you know, anything, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just a, a small time of 12 weeks to try to pour into a, a small class, a small group, and to allow them just to absorb some history and just a little bit about the truth. Right. And, I mean, from my side of it, you know, he did most of the talking, but through this, I also learned many things that I did not realize. Yeah. I mean, that's just so much history that is within it that, I mean, we don't always seem to hear about. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, from that, I mean, it's teaching you how church is not just a destination, right. but it's a journey. It's a never-ending journey, that's and that right. shouldn't be something you should stop learning about just because you finished a 12-week week class. Mm-hmm. Continue learning, continue absorb, absorbing. Sure, Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I I know you guys taught the class, but I'm sure during that entire 12 week or or maybe longer, you're teaching them the word, but you guys built relationships and that's, I'm going to, I'm going to say equally as important because I mean, we've heard it, we've heard it said, and I, I hate to repeat it, but it's so good. It's worth repeating. People don't care how much you know mm-hmm. until they know how much you care. I mean, we'll say it time and time and time again. You can read scripture after scripture to them, but if you don't care about them, mm-hmm. they're not they're not going to retain it. They're not going to feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think equally as important as, as you're teaching, and I'm sure it was fantastic, you guys built relationships with them as well, which is, you know, that's where you get the retention. That's where you you keep them coming back mm-hmm. because they they see the love of Jesus that we have to offer them, and that's that's basically, in a nutshell, the whole the whole purpose not the whole purpose but the education and the pouring into them. But if you if you are not able to establish relationship with newcomers, who when they show up they may feel as if I'm all by myself, and mm-hmm. they may feel reserved and reclused and awkward. You know, maybe it was their you know first or second time coming into an apostolic church yeah. and maybe they were baptized with the Holy Ghost and you know and and they they were told what it is but they they don't really comprehend and understand what it is so in the in the Bible study you eventually get to you know the book of Acts movement and you get to break down and isolate each part mm-hmm. of it until the day of Pentecost and then it's like you witness the light switch moment in these peoples that yeah. you just see their face yeah. it, it just illuminates and mm-hmm. that light bulb goes off with the disciple, the twelve uh, week Bible study and discipleship, my favorite part of it is just seeing that moment mm-hmm. in people's lives, yeah. the growth yeah. throughout that small. You think you know they're they're absorbing a whole lot in a little bit of a, a little bit of time, mm-hmm. but just what they absorb in the light bulb moments that's that's just fantastic. It is, and Ashley, you said something about retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to speak to that if I could. Discipleship is all about retention. Right, it's because it it doesn't do any good for us to go out into our city wherever we go, uh, win a bunch of souls, bring them in. They not learn a thing, and they get overwhelmed. They leave, and nobody taught them anything. Nobody spent that one on one time building relationships, um, and and so without that, there is no retention. So discipleship is all about retention, which is maintaining possession or the use of something or someone, um, and. And there's three areas that I'd like to talk about um, that we should be compelled to consider. Um, And these three things are, number one, 
we are to attract people to the gospel, which is to compel them, right? Give them a reason to come into the church, present the gospel in such a way to where they they say, you know what, this sounds good. This this is sounds better than what I'm dealing with right now. And so we present the gospel, offer them Jesus. Uh, so number one is to attract people with the gospel, and then two, to let the gospel convert them. Okay, and I and I worded this in such a way, uh, carefully as to make sure that we're not saying we are the ones who convert people, okay? Because if if we're doing it on our own and and just saying, hey, this is what I believe, so therefore you should believe it, then that's not that's not right. We should let the gospel do what it does best. And it will, you know, when you offer them the gospel and you spend that time with them and let them look at the word, like you said, that light bulb is going to go off one day and they're going to see for themselves I see it in the word of God myself. And so I don't have to take your word for it, brother Tommy. Um, and so number two would be let the gospel convert them. And then number three, uh, disciple them until they return or until the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So discipleship does not go away. It's not something that we should do for a season. Um, matter of fact, I'm still being discipled, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and some people wouldn't think so. I've been in the church for nine years, a little over nine years now but I am still being discipled. Every time my pastor uh, gets behind the pulpit and he preaches, I'm being discipled. It's retention. It's giving me a reason to keep coming back. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a constant revolving door. I mean, we're always, you know, trying to make disciples just to continue on. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be following in your footsteps. It's just like the, um, it's just like uh, Elijah and Elisha. Um, if you know, if he didn't have a predecessor, mm. there would be no no one for the mantle to then fall to to continue right. on to to pick it up and, mm. and just continue the work of the Lord. So mm. everybody's got a following, and every every avenue of the world is making disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it you know whether it be you know a, a rock star or, or something secular of that nature, or a, a race car driver or whatever, they're always training up the next person to right. take their spot. Those are the disciples. Of the secular world, sure. So I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's it's just like, um, I, for instance, I, I I work in the pulpit ministry. I I play guitar for church, and it's like I'm not always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Someone else is going to have to be there to take that position. As far as even with pastor, eventually, years down the road, I mean, he will disciple someone, um, taking someone under his wing and discipling them as to be the next in line, to be another disciple. Mm-hmm. In every avenue of ministry, they are disciples. It's like with the, uh, what's the, uh, your, back there, what is that? The media ministry? Yeah, the media ministry. Yeah. We have we have our, our youth now that are on actual schedule yeah. to, you know, go in there teaching them to actually run the, the, uh, the media and everything that goes with it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another form. And of that's encapsulated in the scripture that says, train up a child in the way that yeah. they should go, that when they're old, they won't depart from it. If we fail at training, not just children, but new converts, if we fail at discipling these people, when they come in, the gospel reaches them, then who's going to fill those shoes? Who will be the next Where's church the, when we're right? gone? Where's the church going to be? Exactly. And so that's a good point that you bring up, uh, Tommy. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And I'm thinking, as you all were saying that, um, I mean, my husband and I are, are products of a Bible study, yes. of a discipleship course, and, and lots of time. I mean, 
we had the direct Bible study. Then we actually did a, a discipleship course that I believe the Blakes had um, mm-hmm. when we were at the building before this. And so, so we are a product of that. And now we're, we're taking it out. And I was thinking earlier, I think growing up, I, I didn't see it as much. And I think a lot of times people just come into the church and they come once or twice a week and they think that that's maybe enough and, mm-hmm. and it's not. And I think that there's, there's definitely a gap that, that is missed a lot in the importance of discipleship specifically um, and, and Bible studies. I mean, I know this is on discipleship, but they go hand in yeah. hand. Sure. Um, yeah. So, and, and I would say to that point, um, it's like going to school, going to high school or college for a, you know, a couple of weeks and expecting to be able to graduate, right? You, you can't, you have not learned enough. You've not applied yourself correctly. And so for the ones who come in and say, well, I'll just get a, you know, I'll get a little touch, I'll get my feet wet and then, then I'm good for a while, but that's not true, right? How can you stand the test of time and unless you are continually being fed and how can you learn unless yeah. you apply yourself to that? Um, well, something I will say is how many of us have friends? We all have friends. Mm-hmm. And making a disciple is the same thing as being in a friendship. It is the same investment. It is the same time. It is the same energy. You are just bringing your story of how Christ changed your life. You are bringing it into your discipleship. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're making a change Mm -hmm. just by bringing a friendship into discipling. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, and and let's, maybe I should have done this at the outset of this, um, episode, but uh, nevertheless, we'll do it now. The The word disciple appears in the Bible around 260 times, uh, give or take a couple, if you depend on context, but only once does it mean something different than follower or student. So that's what I wanted to get to first is that it means to be a disciple means to follow or to be a student of. So when we look at the 12 apostles, they were also called disciples. They were students of Jesus, right? He he came, and matter of fact, they called him teacher. Often they would call him teacher uh, because they were students, and that's just how they viewed it. And they were learning something, a knowledge that Jesus had. Uh, and, and so there's got to be that found within the church as well, and, and we hope to see that in new converts. But even in ourselves as seasoned saints, uh, you want to continue to see that student-like uh, spirit you know, that you can still learn something and you've got room to grow. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Um, so let me flip this a little bit um, and go back to that. I, I did a study on this word disciple and, you know, 260 times ish that it's used in the scripture. Every time that it's used, Brother Tommy, with the exception of once, it means follower or student. Okay. And, and, uh, got to looking into this, and if we go to Luke uh, chapter 5, verse 33, uh, the scripture here says, and they said unto him, why do the disciples, now this is means follower or student, why the, do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, but thine eat and drink. And so, but this word disciples of the Pharisees, this is the only place I could find in scripture where disciples does not mean uh, follower or student, but here it comes from the Greek word. 
and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but there's a Greek word that means sons or the offspring of the Pharisees. And I just found that that was interesting that this one time disciple is is talking in reference about the offspring rather than just a follower. And so to that, I would say it could be because no one can choose who their parents are, right? I have no choice in that, right. uh, who, who my parents were. It was just a, it just happened that way. And, and we see that the offspring, the disciples of the Pharisees, but everyone is given an opportunity to choose who you follow, right? So I can't choose my, who my parents are, but I can choose every day who I'm going to follow. And, and so it's a choice. And I choose to follow Jesus, becoming a disciple or a student of his. But these disciples of the Pharisees, they were just the offspring. And so if I believe that if we're not careful, we will produce an offspring that is worldly and carnal, and they don't want to follow after Jesus. They're just set in their ways. All right? Does that make That's any good. sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is that is good. And and disciple, I was just thinking as you were saying that about how you don't get to choose your parents. I remember years ago when I had a light bulb moment on the um, on the word disciple and the word discipline cuz we have we have two children. Hudson is 9, Sayla is 7 and we have to discipline them, right? But within that word discipline is disciple. So I, I kind of had a, a mindset change in, in discipline, you know, from just yelling and fussing, which I am by no means perfect. We still have our moments, but we're disciplining them to teach them, right? right? Because we are discipling our children as well in the same sense that we are discipling, you know, people within the church or friends or family. When we're disciplining our children, it's because we're teaching them, right? We're, mm. we're teaching them the way that they should behave. And so in that sense, they are disciples. We are disciplining them. We are in a discipleship with them mm. where we're teaching them how to, how to act. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I don't know if you guys also had a chance to look it up, but the Hebrew word for discipleship is, it's got two different pronunciations, but limud or limod, which is meaning to learn or to be learnt. Right. And so, I mean, that's yeah. also another side of discipleship is that you are constantly learning. Sure. Learning and learning. Yeah. And even if you go back to the Latin, so we get disciple from the word discern, which is Latin. And so even the Hebrew, the Latin, they all come together and, and discern, we know, is to, to learn, right? Yes. So, and the Bible talks about the discerning of spirits, right? Learn them, understand them. Yeah. Um, and so all this is very uh, tight-knit uh, in, in helping us understand that if, if we're going to disciple people, it's, it's not anything super spiritual. It's just teaching them, right, and allowing them the opportunity to learn more about Jesus. And that's ultimately what we're called to do, make disciples. Yes. Or you could rephrase that and say, teach them. Yeah. Right, just teach them about me. That's what Jesus is saying to the church. Um, another place that I'd like to go is Joshua 24 and 15. The scripture says, Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers, uh, which your fathers served, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in uh, whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so if you go back to that 
um, the disciples of the Pharisees. There was no choice in the matter, but we have a choice, yeah. right? We we get to choose this day whom I'm going to serve. And and here he says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So it is a choice, um, and thank God. And I get to choose him every day, right? It's not a once and done, and so that kind of defeats the argument of once saved, always saved. I have yeah. to choose to be saved daily. That's right. Right. Yeah. So I was saved yesterday. I'm being saved today and I will be saved tomorrow. So it's a constant progression. I mean, that's kind of like taking a t-shirt and buttoning it up from the bottom. If you are taking it and it's lopsided, mm-hmm. you start your button on the wrong thing. Whenever you get oh, to the yeah. top, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> gonna be, it's not going to be right. right. So, I mean, there's also within learning, I mean, you have to sometimes undo what you have already done, mm-hmm. go back and apologize you know, start right. from the bottom, start your way back up to the yeah. top of the end. Always get back up and keep trying. I think it's I think it's a good good thing to bring up because here's what happens, and I know we probably all have experienced this, but in teaching people about Jesus and doing discipleship, I've found and and I'm an adult Sunday school teacher. I teach every other Sunday here at, at First Apostolic Church of Radford. Um, but in doing that you know, it's easy to get this mindset or maybe even other people view us in the light of, well, they're, they teach discipleship courses or they teach Sunday school or they're the preacher or whatever. So therefore they must have all the answers, right? That's so far from the truth, right? Because how many times have I in my ministry had to, you know, I started buttoning up from the bottom and the next thing you know, it it's all lopsided and I have to undo that and then make it right. right. And so, and there's nothing more humbling than in the midst of a discipleship course or a one-on-one Bible study. And I've had to do this. Somebody asked me, Hey, what does this mean in the scripture? I saw this and I have to look at them and say, I have no idea. Right. 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 And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely yeah. not. Just do the research and, and come back. Yeah. yeah. Follow I, back and be like, I, I'll tell you what, I don't know, but I ain't going to tell you wrong. So give me a little bit of time. We're going to research this. And we'll get back. Sure. Yeah, so I, I don't know um, is is not a bad answer. If you don't know, don't make it up on the spot. Right. Because here's the thing. As a disciple, as a follower or a student, if they're trained improperly, if they're taught the wrong way. They can do damage. Yeah, that's dangerous, uh, dangerous not only for them, but for for the whole body at large. Right, I can't imagine if I, you know, if I'm just thinking of a kid in school who asked the math teacher, well, hey, uh, you know what is this times this, and they just make up something because they're not not sure. Well, then that kid's going to go on believing that, right. and and so we must be careful as teachers. Um, of course, Jesus is is our teacher, yes. but once we learn something from the Word of God, once we have that, and you have that knowledge, um, we must be able to teach people, but also be able to also say, you know what, I need to go study this a little bit more. And and I think good challenge is always a it's not a bad thing. No, I agree. It's 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 humbling, and it's good to show vulnerability because it it shows people you're real. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you want to connect with people, and and you're trying to build these relationships. Um, I mean, I have thought people are are perfect before, and it's such a relief to learn that they're not, <laughs> right? <laughs> because yeah. it's uh, it's high expectations, and and it's just not reality. Um, nobody's nobody's perfect. Um, I was thinking earlier too about all of the the different ways that we can disciple people and I know we talked about the course that you all did so at the time we had 
a lot of new people at the church, right? And so you all were coming in to a separate room during Sunday school class and teaching this discipleship class. Um, the discipleship course that Justin and I went through years and years ago with the Blakes, it was kind of similar. It was offered um, on a, a separate day of the week mm-hmm. for people who hadn't had a discipleship class. Um, we've had discipleship courses at our home where we've, you know, opened up our home to people and, and have had Bible studies with them. And so I just kind of wanted to talk briefly about all of the different ways, like th- there's no right or wrong way. And I think any way that you can connect and have a, a discipleship class and you, Tommy just finished a Bible study, correct? Was it a 12 week as well? It was, it was the 12 week. But it ended up going, did it go longer? It, it went longer. Cause yeah. I mean, life happens and you just, sure. you know, try to stay on top of it and not let, you know, another week slip by or whatever mm-hmm. it has to be. You know, like you said, the word discipline is in disciple. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, you know, had to maybe push and prod a little bit and work people's schedules around, yeah. but you got to be disciplined with it, you know, right. especially For since sure. you want to learn more and educate yourself and, and what have you. But yep. it was it was it was fantastic. Um, it was I, I'm not going to mention uh, the person it was or what have you, but um, just the the light bulb moments that this person had mm-hmm. during the course and, and what he retained. It was just it was amazing. Yeah, it's those personal connections that you build that just it, it's amazing. And I and I love discipleship courses because that's when you get to build that relationship. It's different. It's a completely different environment than sitting in a service. The, the dialogue. And, and like the more comfortable, um, the more comfortable they become, the more likely they are going to interact and, and open up to you and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And it just, it just makes it easier. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I just realized that I said dialogue and here we are talking about discipleship on the hey. disciples dialogue. I did, I did not even put that together. That's <laughs> Go. That's a good observation. Yeah. Good. The disciples dialogue. That's why I named it that. Oh, yeah. We're disciples and, and we're, we're, we're talking. We're having, we're having dialogue. Dialogue for sure. Oh, convenient. Well played. Um, I wanted to, to respond to what you said there um, and, and kind of take it to, at a different angle. What we do in discipleship classes, and if they offered one that, you know, of course, I would have been in yours had I not been teaching adult Sunday school. But uh, you're not going to offer a discipleship course in this church. If I can be there, I'm going to be there. Oh, yes, I would be there. You know, and yes. and we've been here. We was one of the first families ever won uh, to the Lord by Pastor Hall and his family. But that's not to say that oh, that's beneath me now. Right? No, no I need it. Right. And even if it's stuff I've heard before, I want to get it re you know ingrained in right. my spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. But what we do in discipleship, especially the one-on-one courses, and they're so important, and this even goes to the home Bible study, right? So when you do a home Bible study or a discipleship course, you are preparing uh, the way for the the more uh, depth to come later, right? right? Because some things can, you know, maybe the preaching, maybe the Sunday school material, they just – and I've heard people tell me – you know, who are unchurched, they don't really know what's going on. They come in and they sit under an, an adult Sunday school class and they don't know what anybody's talking about, right. you know, and we, and my wife reminds me often, don't take for granted that people know what you're talking about or they know this Bible story. They may yeah. not. Do not That's assume, true. do not yeah. assume that they know what you're talking about. Right. And so this discipleship course that, that 
you all offered to these people. And when you do home Bible studies, you are laying the foundation for future messages and Sunday school lessons that they will hear. And they'll, right. it'll, it clicks. It, it, clicks. Does, it, does, it clicks with mm-hmm. them. And, and it's like, they're like, oh, I remember this. This is when mm-hmm. we talked about in yeah. Bible study. It just it clicks right off. Sure. And it's just what they retained. Just not that they absorbed all of it, but that was the one thing yep. that stuck out to them. Mm-hmm. And then whenever your pastor or your, your Sunday school teacher or whoever is teaching or preaching, and they, they use that text, it's like, boom, I remember that text. There mm-hmm. it is. And it's just, it's just great. And this class had so many. I mean, it had people who new people. were new mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. didn't know anything. Yeah. And we also had a couple who have been in church their entire life. Yeah. And they Thank come God. in and they come in and they talk to us about it. And they was like, we learned so many things that we didn't even think about anymore mm-hmm. that we didn't know and stuff. And that was such an encouragement to see that someone who grew up in it two two individuals who grew up in it, and they were able they to take were, something away from it. They were learning more yeah. as they were going. And maybe because they had never truly been discipled. Right, I mean, right. I talked earlier about that gap that I think that, you know, we've we've missed historically and or maybe it was just us I don't know. I'll leave that alone. But you know, maybe they just went to church. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they really didn't have anybody to, to scoop them up and say, Hey, I'm with you. Yes. Let's learn this together. Let's yeah. let me disciple you. Let's learn about Jesus and and just to, to close that gap there is is huge. Yeah. Right. I was uh I mean, Shelly and I we've been listening to the uh, the podcast or the audible books um the uh follow to lead from Stan Gleason yes. and he the one thing that he continuously drove home is that there is a difference in calling yourself a christian mm-hmm. and calling yourself a disciple mm-hmm. that's the one thing he drove home over and over and he's he's so right because everybody is a christian mm-hmm. everybody's labeled a christian and it's it's work it's it's a full-time job to yep. be you know considered just a disciple but that was the one thing that I, that stuck out is he just tr- he just drove that home. Everybody can be called a Christian, but are you a disciple? Yeah, and and I would say to that, it's one thing to be a believer; it's a whole another thing to be a follower. That's right. Yeah, yeah. right. Because I can I can believe at a great distance. Yeah, I can I can believe uh, in math, but if I never pursue it, I'll never be able to do it. Right. Yeah. So when believing in one thing and, and following after one thing, Jesus said, you know, every time he went up to somebody, he went up to Peter and John, he said, follow me. Yes. He, he didn't say believe in me. Now, there was times that he said, believe on me. Um, right. As the scripture said, there were times that he taught uh, the belief is important, uh, except you believe, then then you can't come to, to God. And we understand that, but at the same time, when he approached his his disciples for the first time and he saw them fishing, what did he say? He said, follow me, mm-hmm. right? Because discipleship, apostleship, is wrapped in following, yes. right? And so we all can't, we have to be okay with not being the leader. That's mm-hmm. right. Right, and, and so there's a trap, I think, that the enemy likes to set often for church folks um, who you know, and it's positional. It's, you know, if I can just get a position in the church, if I can oh, get, yeah. get the spotlight. Right. Yeah. If I can get the spotlight on me, then I'll be a leader. Right. But, and I just came through a, a church work, um, oh, a book called church work. And book. that is such an incredible book. I would suggest for anybody to go get that, that and, and read it and study it. But, and it was, it was so 
um, true what he pointed out there. And I ain't going to spoil the whole book, but I will say that he said, how many seminars have you ever saw on, on leadership? You know, there's a seminar all the time about leadership, but how many have you seen on followership? Wow. Right. I've never heard of one. Servanthood. Yeah. You just don't hear of that. I mean, Jesus set the example. Yeah. He came here to serve. He was a servant of all. Right. Yeah. That's good. good. And it, and it's never ending too, right? We don't ever stop following Jesus. We don't ever stop. I mean, we're all leaders, right? Not every, everybody's leading somebody. Right. um, And we're always following always following Jesus. You have disciples and you don't even realize it because yeah. the yeah. there's somebody always watching. Somebody's watching. Always. Yeah. Um, somebody once said, uh, my mind is, is failing me right now, but in talking about leading and, and following, um, and it may, it may not even come back to me. It was right there on the tip of my tongue, but I think I may have lost it. But, um, well, I won't waste. We'll keep going, and if yeah, it, it, it might come back to me. But to um, a couple of things that I will point out uh, as as material, right? I know y'all have mentioned several times already. Follow to lead uh, from Stan Gleason. Anybody who's not read that book or listened to the Audible book, go go do that. That needs to be done, especially if you are a quote unquote leader in the church. That's right. Um, because if you're going to to lead a group of people in a discipleship course or a Bible study or anything like that, you had better be following Jesus. Yeah. You had better be in submission to a pastor mm-hmm. and Absolutely. and understand the role that you're in. Um, because, you know, you've heard the saying, the blind leading the blind, right? So if, if I'm not in sub- subjection or submission to my pastor, how can I properly lead? Right. Right. Um, so Follow to Lead is a great book, um, The Journey of a Disciple Maker. And also another book that, that's really good I would recommend to everybody is You Wouldn't Want an Ostrich for Your Mama. And this is, uh, and it's also <laughs> subtitled Concept uh, Concepts in Disciple Making from Carlton Kuhn Sr. And that's an incredible uh, book as well that really deals with these uh, topics of discipleship. That's great. That's great. One other thing I was thinking about too, when we were mentioning the the twelve week course, and I, I had asked you if it went over. Justin and I have done Bible studies and discipleship courses where we have either felt rushed or we have been rushing through it yeah. because we felt like we had to, you know, we had to get through this lesson because we had to do the next lesson next right. week, and and we finally figured out. Stop rushing. Yeah. If you get halfway through it, you get halfway through it. You know, spend the time having the conversations and making sure that people are understanding it. Because if you just rush through the material, they're they're not going to get what they need, and and there's not going to be the growth there. Yeah. So into his marvelous light, a great first Bible study to teach anybody. It's a one hour Bible study. One hour. Who? But, but now. And we used to. I could teach it in 45 minutes. But now, I and I say this often, if you can teach that Bible study in one hour, you didn't do it right. That's right. Yeah. And it's a one-hour Bible study. Or right. or the person was not interested. Right. One of the two happened. Well, yes, yeah. not necessarily. Um, because there is so much material there, and there should be not just, hey, let me read to you for an hour, Yeah. but are you understanding, you know, questions being answered, study happening, prayer, 
uh, all these things that that really should be a part of a Bible study and not just, hey, you sit there and listen to me talk for an hour and then, right. uh, you know, either get it or you don't get it. Right. Yeah. So, And I was listening to um, this podcast about, I mean, young children, mm-hmm. but it, it honestly goes for everyone. And that is teaching people that Jesus really does love them. Mm-hmm. That is a big thing. There is, I, it, I can't remember the exact like statistics of it and mm-hmm. everything, but there was so many percentage of Sunday school students and adults who did not know that Jesus loved them. Wow, that's and sad. That is, that is sad. so sad. And I mean, that's where I personally feel like, I mean, that, that is something that disciples we need to work on. Sure. Because people need to know that Jesus really does love them. Yeah, because you don't know where they come from. That's right. You don't know their background, their history, or whatever, what have you. And, and just, you know, happenstance that, that say it was their first time setting foot in an apostolic church before you ever got into, hey, you want to do a Bible study, or hey, mm-hmm. whatever, um, that they know that Jesus loves them. Yeah. They are loved because they may not, they might come from a place where they don't have that. Yeah. Or they never have had a stable, mm-hmm. you know, loving embrace. Yeah. And we have to love them. Like Jesus loves them, right? Yeah. No matter what they look like or where they come from, and and it's the the greatest commandment. Yes. <laughs> right. It's not a selfish to, love. No. Like I'll love you if you can do this for me. Right. Because that's how many. That's often how times we. It's the world. Uh, that's the world we live in. Yep. That's how people. Look. I'll love you if you can provide you right. this service for me. Yeah. Right. Right. But Jesus loves selflessly. Yes. He. The Bible says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so if we're not willing to give of our time, of our finances, of our energy, uh, you know, and inconvenience ourselves, then do you really love those who you say you love? Right. That's right. But yes, they should, uh, to your point, Sister Shelley, they should absolutely, this world needs to know that God does love them. Yeah. And and he did. He gave up his, own, his life. He laid down his life for us because he loved us. And I, I tell people, I said, you know what? You look at the vastness of the universe and and all of what God created, but you are His most prized possession. Mm-hmm. He loves you more than any all the you know the solar system and all these great things, the most beautiful stars and galaxies. He loves you, and He died for you. He didn't die for that. He died for you. That's right. Yes. Yep. And it, and it's in the the discipleship process that we're able to to show them that. Yeah. Um. I mean, we can tell them to tell them is one thing, but to show them is is another. Right. Discipleship, it's a it's a great tool, and I think it can be used to not only win souls but to retain souls. And the kingdom will be better for it. The kingdom will grow, right? Um, and so, thank you so much for Brother Tommy, Sister Shelley. My wife, Ashley, joining me here on the Disciples Dialogue to talk about discipleship. I hope that all of you listeners are blessed and that you this this uh, you know gives you a little umph to go out there into the world and tell somebody about the love of God. Reach them. Teach a Bible study. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until you have all the answers. Just go out there and tell people about the love of God, and that is discipleship. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you all for coming and joining me. I can't wait to have you back on again. Uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. And until next time, we want to say God bless you all and God be with you. And we are praying for all of the listeners of the Disciples Dialogue. And we can't wait to be with you again. In Jesus' name, be blessed.